Okay, so, you know, I get it. It's been a while. But that's okay. I know it's been like a year. That's fine. We can still do it. We can still win. We can still be your pervert pork cutlet bowl. This is the awesome cast. Hi folks, and welcome to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. I'm Basil. I'm Kevin. I'm Douglas. And that's us, plus my wonderful wife, Anna. Hi. Who is somewhat embarrassed, and I don't know why. Oh, that she does that sometimes. So anyways, hi. We're a podcast where you learn about awesome things that we like and we like to talk about. You can find us at awesomecast.com. Please leave us comments, messages, share, and like, subscribe, whatever people do nowadays on the internet. I don't know. But we talk about things. Sometimes we will solicit questions from my Twitter at It's Basil Time. Of course, you can also follow Kevin on Twitter at twitless underscore Kevin. And you can also find... Okay. You cannot find Douglas anywhere. (laughs) Unless you know where to look. Since it's been a bit, I fear we introduce a brand new segment called Previously on Awesome Cast Z. Basil and Anna got married. We got married. It was great. It was crazy. And it was wonderful. I defeated Perfect Cell. That's right. And Kevin defeated Perfect Cell. It was, oh, gosh, man. My priest was so pissed at the state of that church after Kevin <laughs> defeated Perfect Cell. That was not in the that was not in the ceremony. That was not planned. That jerk just showed up, wanting to I don't know kill all the humans. And Kevin was like, "No, no one can kill all the humans. They are sacred creatures. I will defeat you." Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was more I insisted I was going to kill all the humans, but whatever, yeah, good humanity, all that, yeah, uh-huh, for uh-huh. justice. But also, previously, on Awesome Cast Z, Basil, Doug, Barry, and Anna joined the YMCA! Yes! Which has been pretty good. You should check out your local YMCA. They're probably pretty great. It's a little bit weird going in as a Jewish guy. You know, all the Christian organization stuff everywhere. Yeah, but Barry doesn't seem to mind. No. And it's the gym with a pool. Yeah. It is the yeah. gym with a pool. And water aerobics are very fun. But if when you find the right weights, man, do they. Those old people will kick your butt. They will. They will. And then finally, previously on Awesome Cast Z, Kevin had a nap the other day, and it was quite delightful. What, wait, what? Yeah, what? I don't nap. Kevin had a nap. Oh, okay. That's a lie. I totally nap. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. Don't. Don't you try to shrug this one off? Especially on my off days, I tend to nap a little. It it, is actually factually accurate, which is sort of frightening. But um, (laughs) uh huh. uh -huh. Yeah, we're old men now, Kevin. We nap. That's what we do. Oh, Bruce has turned into an old man. Oh no! Previously, an awesome Cassie, Bruce has turned into an old man. Oh, but he's still such a good puppy. Yeah, with warm water, he becomes a good puppy again. That's right. It's all curse spring thing. It's very, uh, 
Very dramatic. It's very, very 90s for Mikio Takahashi. It's, it's totally a thing. So I guess we should go into our actual, usually, second segment. Your Dragon Quest Minute! Dragon Quest 7 and 8 have now hit the 3DS. Whatever you're playing, unless it's Final Fantasy XIV, stop what you're doing and go play some Dragon Quest. I'm playing Super Robot Wars. I don't know what you people are talking stop about. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Put down the Robot Wars, but not too much, because you've got moments of awesome coming up. I'm writing Yuri on Ice Smut. <laughs> and play some, play some Dragon Quest. No, it's... Smut takes priority. You can do both at the same time. I believe in you. No, no. I need to write all the smut. (laughs) But no, I did get the Dragon Quest. So, you know, I have them at the ready when I want them. Which is good. Everyone should. If you haven't done it yet, do it. Also, it's kind of crazy that the download size for Dragon Quest Heroes 1 plus 2 for the Switch is a larger download size than you can actually fit on a system. But... That's modern games. How? Okay, so the Switch comes... card? Yes. Okay. Correct. Um, the, the Switch has a 32 gigs, but I think six of the gigs are taken up by system stuff. Yeah. But, like, the actual size of Dragon Quest Heroes 1 Plus 2 is, like, 25 gigs. So there's, so you don't have just enough... There's just enough, not enough space. Yeah. So, definitely get those micro SD cards, kids. They're they're going to be important. Kind of ran into that on the Wii U uh, with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X there. Because, yeah, when you downloaded the high like the high texture packs or whatever, it just about filled up the Wii U. <laughs> but, hey, on PS4 soon, we can plug in portable, uh, yeah, portable hard drives. Yeah, I've been actually checking for 3.0 compatible hard drives in anticipation. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> So that has been your Dragon Quest Minute. So next up is our Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward Minute. It is very shortly going to be the Final Fantasy Stormblood Minute. Yes, yes. We are approaching the end of Final Fantasy XIV's, all the XIV's Heavensward content. Yes. And it has been a blast. We did an actual podcast all about Heaven Sword itself. Yeah. Um, but we're now getting to the the final story bits that will exit Heaven Sword and lead into Stormblood, which has exciting things on the horizon like Red Mage and Samurai. I'm pretty much already a Red Mage. Like between between being a maximum black mage, maximum white mage, and a decent enough warrior. I pretty much, uh, that's what the Red Mage is. But sort of. I mean, you're not wrong, but you're still going to have to level it. Yeah. Because we'll need the whatever of magic title that they're going to give us come the expansion. The badass of magic. The rainbow of magic. I'll be the rainbow of magic. <laughs> Very Celtic rainbow. Uh, a lot of people, though, are disappointed that they did, that they haven't announced Blue Mage or... Uh, that neither Blue Mage or Dancer got selected. Yeah, sadly, if you go back to our um, live from FanFest in Vegas mm-hmm. podcast, we were we were pretty sure Dancer might be an option, but it turns out we were wrong. 
there is no dancer, even though there is such such thing known as the Alamegan Blade Dancer. But I guess we're not getting that, at least not yet. yet. <laughs> well, that could be something that they could re- release in a way that similar way to how they released Ninja, where they didn't release it actually with the expansion, but it came shortly thereafter. Yeah, or we go through a story we find out it's just a ninja (laughs) (laughs) that that could be true it could be just a ninja i mean and frankly that'd be fine if that's the case that's the case i'm not gonna really front them for that and you know there's your level 60 to 70 ninja content you find out the alamegan blade dancers are the exact same thing and you learn a whole new set of skills from them that's (laughs) possibly i i i do know i find it interesting that in you know right before heaven sword we got ninja you know, Thief and Ninja. But that was the last of the class into job. Yeah. In Heaven's Ward, we got three new jobs. One was a tank, one was a healer, and one was a ranged DPS. That was not magic. What we did not get was a new ranged magic class, nor a physical melee class. So... In Stormblood, we're getting a caster class, Red Mage, and a melee DPS, Samurai. So they're kind of filling out the holes they'd left from the previous expansion. But because there's no new tank or healer class, everyone's like, what are they doing? They're just more DPS. And it's just, they're just finishing out the set of jobs, folks. Calm down. No, I feel I, I I wish that there was a third one. One of the things that they said at the at the thing that the fan fest that we went to was that there was going to be as much content in this one as there was in Heavensward, and they're already kind of letting me down a little bit by not having three new classes. Specifically, what they were referring to was the amount of landmass. I know that's what they were referring to, but all the same, I'm. Well, I mean, they also mentioned before they're like, look. Well, we kind of kicked ourselves in the butt for doing three classes at once. Yeah, but they're not even giving us a new, like, race to be either. No, but they're doubling down on the races we do have. Like, for example, one of the territories we get to go into mm-hmm. is the home continent of the Aura. Okay. Like, we're actually going to get to see the actual Aura clans, Ooh. like, in action in one of the uh, new areas. Ooh. That was announced at Frankfurt. That was at the uh, Germany Fan Fest in Frankfurt. Oh, nice. Um, that was what they also about how getting Doma. Um, because, and I was actually talking to Anna, like, right before that fan, before that conference even hit. I'm like, you know, if they announce Samurai, they have to announce Doma. Because there's no way they can get away with going, like, and we have Samurai. Where does Samurai come? Oh, it's from Doma. But, you know, let's ignore that. We did that with Ninja. We can do that with Doma, too. I was like, no, 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 no. No. Alamigo is way too small a place for an entire expansion. There's, It's got to be something else. We're either taking on Garlemald or we are going to Doma. And we're going to Doma. And we got Samurai. And there's going to be a new housing district! Yes. Ah! That will not last. <laughs> that is going to go away in literally a minute. I'm going to get one of those houses. I'm going to get one of those houses. I'm going to trade my current missed house for one of those houses. It'll be great. Like I said, they're implementing a moving system, so there will probably be a way for you to actually move houses without having to go through some black market selling. Even if I have to go through some black market selling (laughs) thing. Like, I've got money. I've got Gil. 
Well, if nothing else, and this is a, now we're talking like free company stuff. If nothing else, we can sell it. We can trade it to like a free company member who needs a house. Yeah. Who does not care about going to yeah. Doma. Or if we find someone who has a free company that they need a small house to shore up in. But I'm pretty sure that all the free companies right now are probably just also waiting on the new district. Now, I am glad with the district that they're waiting till after the game comes out. before you know, the, the expansion comes out before they open the, the district up. So I'm pretty sure that kind of like how they waited on the in-game stuff for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing. Get everyone a chance to level to 70, you know... Enjoy the storyline, have fun before they all kill each other for these houses. I'm perfectly happy with my house in the mists, so I'm good, but I know everyone else is clamoring for them, them dome and residencies. Well, you've seen how I've done my house up already. It might as well be in Yeah, it might as already be in uh, the Doma zone. And technically, I know this is a different town. That's separate from Doma. I get that. It's Doma. What are you talking about? But it might as well be Doma. Until we play the game in which we realize, oh, wait, no, this is completely different. So, yeah. So, it's exciting. I am looking forward to Stormblood hijinks. Yes. I mean, other than Stormblood, we also get a new patch in, like, Tuesday. Yes. 3.558. Which adds in more anima. <laughs> because that's clearly what we wanted was more stuff for our relic weapon. Although I'm also kind of curious to see what they do with the Relic Weapon in Stormblood because they're actually creating a whole new zone just for that. So that's completely different of what they've done previously. Yeah, so I don't is. know how that's going to change things. Previously, the Relic Weapons are all been bad. Okay, we've got all this old junk. We still need people to go through the old junk for all the new people who need to go through all the old junk. How do we do that? And one of the popular ways has been, well... Here's your relic weapon. Go do all the old junk. But if they actually have a zone for it, of course, I think maybe it's a case of, it's a combination. Yeah. But all right, that has been your Final Fantasy XIV Heaven's Ward Minute. <laughs> awesome. Speaking of awesome. It's a moment of awesome. So, Kevin, what's awesome? Um, well, any other possibility we're pretty much wiped out today by Super Robot Wars V coming out. Kevin, what is Super Robot Wars? Boy, I hope any previous listeners know this by now, but, um, <laughs> but if you're new to the show and you have no idea what Super Robot Wars is, it is a fairly, uh, it is a Japanese, uh, series of games about various anime mecha in wars with robots that are super. Um, turn-based strategy, good times. Uh, I, I used to know off the top of my head how many games there were in the series, and that's a ridiculous number. But, uh... Kevin, what's this new one about? What platform is it on? PS4 and Vita. Although I've got the PS4 version. Um, now there is a Singapore, I believe Singapore release, that is supposed to have English, uh, uh, English text as an option. But I did not get that one because I'm a tremendous weeaboo, and I wanted the special anime song and sound edition that came with the actual real songs with lyrics from the various anime. So, yeah, which uh, includes such things as uh, Yamato 21 
99 and uh and some oddballs like Crossbone Gundam. Uh, Crosshands, I haven't gotten to the game, but maybe they fixed it like they did see Destiny. <laughs> Which you'll never know because you'll never play it in English. Eh, it's, uh, honestly, as many of these games I've played, plus also my fondness for Fate Grand Order on the mobiles, also only in Japanese, it is really, hap- it is really helping my Japanese reading ability. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> It is a slow process, but I, my vocabulary is growing. Excellent. Doug, give me something awesome. Well, I've, I've been thinking long and hard about what should be my moment of awesome because it's been so long. And I think ultimately that I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I, I was originally thinking that I wanted to say that smut is awesome. <laughs> well, it is, like, but yeah. Like, smut is pretty darn great. Uh, but that's a little inappropriate, so uh, then I was thinking, well, what's along the lines of smut, uh, but it's still in my avenue of interest, and so then I was thinking of Les in Comics. Uh, Les in Comics is actually, it's a Korean-based web comics that have been translated into English, and you, you pay, like, a certain amount, and you can unlock chapters at a time, sort of a pay-as-you-go hmm. manga service, and I love it. It's really great. Um... But no, what I ultimately have to go with as my moment of awesome is Clipart Studio Pro. What is Clipart Studio Pro? It is. Uh, recently, I had to side grade my art programs. Uh, I've been using Adobe Photoshop forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can sing to you all the praises of Adobe Photoshop and I can... I can do magic with Adobe Photoshop, but when we were at FanFest, I was actually playing with another friend of ours' version of Manga Studio Pro 5. Well, the latest version of Manga Studio Pro, in in the English release, they've released it as Clip Art Studio, I guess because manga has a weeboo yeah. connotation, connotation and they're trying to be a legitimate soft, uh, program. Uh but oh my gosh, I get so angry every time I do this program and just like in one click, it does something that used to take me hours in Adobe to do. Like Adobe is in fact the more powerful program. It is in fact the the cleaner cut program. But since what I do is essentially drawing into a computer, it is so much more valuable to me the things that Manga Studio, that, that Clip Art Studio Pro just just does just instantly like note like saying oh you've drawn a circle here let me go ahead and just close this gap for you when you fill in that adobe just would not do but clip art studio does it hmm. you know or when i'm drawing like bangs on a character or i've drawn something where i've brought two lines into a point and and the two lines end up crossing over each other and it goes oh you obviously meant for this one to be the continuation, and we'll just get rid of this one for you. Like, there's so much that it just does, just on its own, that it makes it the better. It makes it sadly the better tool for what I'm doing. Huh. Right. And it aggravates me so long because I used to spend hours trying to get like the exact right, uh, the exact right tone and line and everything in Adobe, and this program just does it. <laughs> it just does it like it goes oh this is what you want it just does it well now you got a program that does the thing you want I know 
And, and I've been able to draw so much more. I've been able to draw so much faster. Like, it's amazing the difference having the right tool actually makes. Nice. And then uh, Adobe doesn't recognize its file format. Mm. But it recognizes Adobe's file format, so I can save a lot of the stuff in uh, into an Adobe format and then open it up in Adobe. Nice. And so, yeah, all, basically all the things I need Adobe to do, I can still do. But all, like, the rudimentary drawing, I can do better mm-hmm. than this. And huh. so... It's going to be my moment of awesome, and if you're doing fan art or anime art or illustration or whatever, I'm going to suggest... Clip Art Studio. Yes. Clip Art Studio. Should I do anything awesome, Anna? Go with smut! (laughs) I was going to say, my moment of awesome was the whole month of January. No, no, we covered that during... Well, no, for many reasons. Wedding? Yeah. I gotta see Sailor Moon in theaters. True. I got to see Yu-Gi-Oh! in theaters. Yes. And I turned 30. That's also true. But that's Those are all pretty awesome things. Darn it, I was hoping he'd be more verbose because I have still figured out mine. <laughs> Screw it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been great this season. <laughs> Who would have thought Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would have gotten good? I didn't. So does this mean that I could talk about smut? Hmm. <laughs> uh, we're a family-friendly podcast. No, dude, we still no, we, no, we, no, we have explicit not. tags. Like, yeah. I mean, we yeah. technically could. We swear. Like, I mean, you know, swearing <laughs> happens, so this really <laughs> isn't entirely outside the bounds of what we can get away with as a podcast. Now, I'm really hyped for the Nintendo Switch. Like, I'm really hyped for the Nintendo Switch. I'm really excited. Um, next third Friday, on the 3rd of March, to actually be able to get my, my grubby hands on, on that wonderful, wonderful, beautiful Nintendo console. Huh. And uh, don't worry, we're going to do a whole launch extravaganza where I drag the Switch over here. We're going to play stupid, dumb video games. I'm actually kind of sad that I have no way of streaming a Switch yet because that would be kind of cool. Then again, not really because like 1-2-Switch requires you to be able to see us actually playing the Switch and bump that. Uh, I've got a face for radio, and I'm proud of it, but I am hyped for the Switch. I'm hyped for the Switch as soon as Xenoblade 2 comes out. <laughs> not, not bad. I, I, just, I really want to play the new Zelda. Like, I, really... I will totally get the new Zelda when I get a Switch, but I'm mo- I'm waiting a little bit on that. Although, I'll have yours to play with to get initial impressions, so that'll be cool. That's true. That is true. So, all right. We are going to take a break, refreshing up, and we're coming back with our feature topic of conversation. Some Yahoo anime called Yuri on Ice by some folks. You've probably never heard of it. Yeah, it's probably nothing. Well, actually, you might, before it actually came out, you might not have. But we'll talk about that later. We'll be right back. This is the Awesome Cast. Can you hear my heartbeat? Tired of feeling never enough. I close my eyes and tell myself that my dreams will come true. There'll be no more darkness when you believe in yourself. You are unstoppable. Where your destiny lies, dancing on the blade, you set my heart on fire. Don't stop fast now. So, okay, there once. Uh, earlier last year, we were we were hanging out and you know possibly recording, possibly not. I don't know what we're doing, 
But I noticed there was an announcement for this thing. It was it was called Yuri on Ice, and it was just a name. I don't think there was even a visual yet. It was just a logo. And I was like, huh. And I read figure skating. Ooh, figure skating. That sounds good. And then Kevin's like, yeah, oh, hey, it's MAPPA. We like the studio MAPPA. We like MAPPA. And then we saw directed by Sayo Yamamoto. And we like Sayo Yamamoto. <laughs> and so, I know Kevin and I, we were, we were pretty hyped. Yeah. Um, but we weren't sure which way it was going to go. We figured either A, it's, it's lesbians, it's Yuri, or B, it's totally Russian dudes. And admittedly, it wasn't the one I was hoping for. It was, you know, it was Russian dudes. <laughs> Only it wasn't just Russian dudes. It was actually a couple Russian dudes and a Japanese dude, which makes sense when you think about it, because it's an anime. It's Japanese cartoon from Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so, and we were hyped because Sayo, Sayo Yamoto, uh, she's done a lot of really, really, really good things. Um... She has worked on things like, I believe she worked on an episode of Gurren Lagann. Uh, she did the awesome anime series Michiko Ihachin. She worked on the Trava Space Planet prequel bits um, that was set before Redline. Yeah, and I think the, she might have done some work on Redline itself. Yeah. She uh, did at least one episode of Space Dandy. Yeah. Um, I want to say two, but I know at least one. Yeah, yeah she's... She's done really good things. And of course, women called Fujiko Mine. Yeah, which I think that was probably what got her this. Yeah. Was, you know, she more or less helped re-resurrect Lupin Third as something remotely relevant again. Where they took, they had been slowly and surely just piling on mediocre Lupin crap on top of mediocre Lupin, Lupin crap. Which was fine. I mean, it was the decent. Italians but, loved it. But it wasn't awesome Lupin again until she got a hold of it. And more or less went, no, guys, this is what Lupin's like. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. And that's what we've been getting since. Is a much more, you know, a little bit darker, a little bit more, you know, a little sexy, hotter, more uh, vibrant, you know, devil may care sort of thief of the night Lupin. But basically, just based on the studio and the director, I was more than willing to give the show a shot. And I kind of wonder if, you know, the folks at MAPPA, who was a offshoot out of Madhouse, where the creator, oh, Kevin, name. Uh, Maruyama? Yes. I can't remember his given name. <laughs> um, he, I think he was feeling a little bit creatively stifled at the young age of 70. And <laughs> <laughs> Madhouse... Quite wasn't free enough to do what the kind of things he wanted to do, and so he restarted a brand new studio called Mappa, so that he could keep doing stuff that he wanted to see ha make happen. And I think he was like, "Yo, Sayamoto, you are awesome. What do you want to make?" And I think, well, there's this manga artist I have my eye on, and we should do something about fit dude figure skating. And he was like, "Signed." Well, let's do this. With all that sweet side games money from Rage of Bahamut when they just kept shoveling money our way. We'll make your show. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that's my headcanon for it. <laughs> yeah. And this is a show all about headcanon as far as I know. Because <laughs> this show is called Yuri on Ice. 
It's about guys who skate on things, like the ice. Primarily the ice. <laughs> and our hearts. <laughs> our main guy is Yuri Kotsky. He's a no-nothing-do-good-nothing slouch of a man who is terrible at ice skating. Never mind that he's Japan's number one ice skater. And there's lots and lots of evidence for this in the very early episodes. Yuri's a bit of an unreliable narrator. Yeah, the problem is that the whole thing is narrated to us by Yuri. And Yuri describes himself as just a dime a dozen ice skater. Yeah. But he's just, he's just terrible. He's he is, merely he's, the best ice skater in Japan. He's, he's <laughs> nowhere near all these other awesome people like this Victor guy. Victor. This this Victor guy is like amazing, you guys. He's, yeah, Victor's he's, amazing. He's like the best. <laughs> like if he was a class in fourteen, he'd be a summoner because he's so great. He'd actually be a black mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't matter. He's the best. You want him to summon up a titan? He can do that. You want him to to cast some spells or or throw a physic? He can do that. He's he can do whatever you want. But if you want him to coach you ice skating. He's got some ideas, but he's not entirely sure where to start with that. <laughs> well, uh, at the beginning, at the very beginning of the show, if if you actually are paying attention to those numbers that they blurt at you about where everybody's standing, he's like thirty points ahead of even the second place nearest to him. Like he is, be- he is the best by a long shot. At, at the time of the show, it's impl- they say outright that he's the five time world champion it's heavily implied he's at least been a one-time olympian if not a twice olympian and virtually everyone at some point compares their progress to his progress and, yeah you know he if is not the multiple times <laughs> now normally in sports anime many times what you'll get is they'll introduce a sport and the guys or ladies will learn some things and they'll do pretty good, and they'll be, they'll be, you know, making their their headway through the sport, and then they'll suffer a crushing defeat, in which they need to build themselves back up and try it again so they can actually win the thing. That's where we start with Yuri on Ice. We start with Yuri Kotsky's crushing defeat, like from the very get go. They skip all that beginner crap. Yeah. No way. Yuri has finally made it to the championship of his dreams. And just before he does, his his dog dies. He gets depressed and he does terrible. He just completely blows the competition that he... He's yeah. a solid 110 points behind Victor. Victor may be 30 points ahead of everybody, but he was 100 points ahead of Yuri. We start with this because this is only a 12-episode show, folks. We got we got things to do, people to see, ices to skate, histories to make. <laughs> like, we, we gotta get going. And so, Yuri goes home to Japan, feeling desolate, wanting to drown himself in pork cutlets. Seriously, seriously thinking about giving up this whole figure skating thing. <laughs> and that's all fine and good and dandy. Potentially space dandy. Until he decides to go find his whole old high school sweetheart. <sighs> Potentially. It certainly I mean, set up like he was going, yeah. Yeah, the, the way the show is set up, it totally sets you up for the one-two. Oh, and this is the girl that he 
he liked, and almost immediately after she's introduced, you're going, ah, here's the girl that he's sweet on that's going to be his love interest for the rest of the show. Nope, here are her three children that she's had by somebody else. Well, and that tells you <laughs> that this is a show for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a show for adults by adults. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone can watch it. This is nothing here is particularly scandalous. Despite what Chris is going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's got some moments. You may want a little parental guidance for the, the uh, small ones. Yeah, a parent sitting next to you to explain a little, sufficient. A little. A little. If you're used to anime, there's nothing, nothing. especially. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so. So, yeah. And he decides to. He sees her. He says, hey, I want to work on some stuff. And it turns out he has completely copied one of Victor's routines. Yeah. Like, to the, to the, to the freaking you know, skate marks on the ice. And now since he's not under the pressure of being in a major competition where he's being judged, he can just skate yeah. because he wants to. He actually does it right when he, he thinks no one is watching. <laughs> Too bad these little girls are just old enough to understand what YouTube is. Yep. Because they post the whole thing. The whole thing for all the world to see. He's a viral sensation overnight. (laughs) And next thing we know... And the viral sensation includes Victor himself seeing the skate. Mr. Russian Superstar himself. And so he decides, you know what? Let's let's coach this guy. Yeah, we don't technically know what Victor decides at this point. Well, yeah, we do. He shows up. He wants to coach Well, Yuri. no, that's the big surprise at the end of episode one is that, and Victor shows up. Okay, we're spoiling episode one. There is, like... <laughs> there's no we, way not to there's spoil no way it. To, it, It's essential to the setup, so, yeah. You can't talk about this show without mentioning that spoiler, but the spoiler for the end of episode one is that, and Victor shows up suddenly out of nowhere. To be his coach. Because, well, Victor is Victor. He's a... Yeah, Victor's special. Victor's a special. He will fly from Russia to Japan on zero notice to, you know, for reasons. So, your gist is, Victor, this super omega superstar of a figure skater, out of nowhere, comes and decides to coach Yuri Kotsky, this dime a dozen, no good, like, homeless man (laughs) of a figure skater. (laughs) His parents own an inn. He's like to a teach hot him what it takes to win the gold. In any case, yeah, Victor decides to take at least a year off and coach Yuri for a while. It is pretty shocking. Yeah, the figure skating world is in an uproar. Yes. And so we t- we have our awesome coach guy and this gutter trash, this absolute <laughs> worthless sack <laughs> of popatos who thinks he can make it in life with his ice skating. And his pork cutlet bowls. And his pork cutlet bowls. <laughs> okay, the reason I keep saying pork cutlet bowls is because, as it is revealed in episode two, when Victor asks Yuri, says to Yuri, I want to know everything about you. Tell me everything. What's your favorite What's your favorite color? Where was your first kiss? How old, how old were you when you did this? Uh, what's your favorite food? The string of questions Victor asks in rapid fire is so much that the only one Yuri can manage to answer is his favorite food, pork cutlet bowls, which becomes a major thing of the show. Technically, that was introduced in episode one. Was it? 
where yeah. his mom goes, hey, uh, I yeah. made you your favorite pork cutlet bowl. You're right, it was, it was. You know, honestly, yeah, and here he's, here he's got a pretty cute family. They're, uh, yeah, they're really cute. They mostly float around in the background after the first couple episodes, but they're cute. As you discover, this show is very packed with information, and some of it they tell, a lot of it they show. But it does really, it really helps on repeated viewings. Definitely some rewatch bonus, um, like especially once you've gotten through the series once. It wouldn't be a bad idea to go back through it again. Pretty much, if you really want to, you could, after every new episode, you could go back and rewatch the entire series up to the most recent episode that you watched, and you would start catching other things that they did in the show the entire way along. Um, Sayamoto, when she decided to develop this, um, it's honestly a partnership between her and another lady named, uh, Mitsuru Kubo, who is a manga artist, and together the two of them sort of, you know, they worked on creating the characters, and Kubo also more, more or less storyboarded the entire show as if it were another manga. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is a show that is literally just packed to the gills with stuff to unpack and see and... And learn from. But yeah, so pretty much the, 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 the gist of the story is that Yuri and Victor, as, as a, you know, ice skater and coach, they're going to take on the championships to try and win Yuri the gold at the Grand Prix. But there is a second Yuri. There is a second Yuri. There is another. A Russian Yuri. Named Micah Solosad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in, in the dub. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, yeah, uh, Yuri show like Russian Yuri shows up to try to bring Victor back. Uh, and there's a couple like okay, well, so you actually initially see him confronting Japanese Yuri at the skating competition in the prologue, and kind of kind of cusses him out and tell him to get the hell out of figure skating because they only need one Yuri. <laughs> and what it is, and, and honestly. This Yuri is the good one. He actually knows how to skate. He's not a worthless trash of a human being. You get the idea um, that Victor was supposed to retire and coach him, yeah. not the yeah. Japanese He's Yuri. this young 15-year-old kid with a ton of potential. He's and, the junior world champion. Yeah. yeah. And he is uh, he's about to step into the regular competition, and he's like, you know, he figured he was going to be the youthful protege. Um, <laughs> not this other idiot who's like, stupid and stuff like yeah <laughs> and he's really the essential third of the uh the three the main cast in, in some ways this could have been a tale of two yuris well because not Yuri only on ice <laughs> well yeah but you see both yuris grow up as better skaters yeah but of course in japanese there are no singulars and plurals well okay that's <laughs> true but to differentiate them they eventually call the yuri Yuri, the Russian Yuri, mm-hmm. Yuri-O. Because clearly you can't have two Yuris. Yeah, that's too complicated. <laughs> so they rename Russian Yuri, Yuri-O, and he is beside himself with anger. He's basically a little angry fluffball the entire time. Yeah, he's... he's... He wants to be compared to a tiger. He's more of a kitten. But, <laughs> God, blast, can he skate? He can oh, skate. he can skate. He can skate like... Like, good. One of the things things that this show really advocates is good sportsmanship among... Yeah. Like, nobody ever goes Tanya Harding on anybody. (laughs) Gotta save something for the sequel. Uh, (laughs) Oh, kids. 
kids ask your grandparents who Tanya Harding is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody ever goes Tanya Harding. Like, in fact, in fact, Yuri O ends up teaching Yuri how to do the quadruple uh, Sarchlauer, whatever it Sarchlauer. is. Yeah. yeah. But there, it, there is a lot of camaraderie between the skaters, and they certainly they want to win and they want to be the best, but they don't want anyone else to mess up either. Yeah, they want to beat the the others at their best. Um, one of the things that I think really reminded me of your nice was, in fact, of course, the greatest movie ever, Red Line, where <laughs> it is about a sport with your competitors, but all the competitors are super neat and interesting, and it's not hard to root for any of them. Yeah. Well, um, okay. There's a couple who are extra we, stupid. But. <laughs> we were watching it. We were watching it, and we were showing it to my sister for the first time. And when every new skater came up, I was like, "Oh, this is this guy. We love him for this reason, and, <laughs> and all the reasons that we love we love that character, except for like the two characters that we didn't like." And then I would give her the reasons, like, you know, like poor man Dodebeck and whoever he is. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with JJ, I waited to see her reaction before I. No, 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 no. JJ's great. JJ's the king. He's the best. He is... there. No, he's not the stupid Russian guy who can't get over getting dumped. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about is being stupid. But I like stupid I Russian guy. Georgie. <laughs> or, boy, do you need to get over your sister guy. Uh, yeah. I could take him or leave him. I love his sister, though. <laughs> I love his sister and I love his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I don't know. He could be. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I don't know who which one of them Emil is going after. He may be going after both. He's very into siblings. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll realize that pretty much everyone in this show has a degree of likability to it to them. Yeah, yeah. You know whether there's everyone's best friend Peachy. Yep. Who is everyone's best friend? He's pretty much friend. a Disney princess. If a Disney princess was a male ice skater. He just, you know, wants everyone to be friends and join his ice show at home when he makes one. There's Yuri's number one fan, uh, Minami, which doesn't make any sense since Yuri's apparently terrible. <laughs> Why would he have a number one fan? Maybe he really likes watching, I don't know, dumpster fires. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's why. There's things to say about Yuri, but uh, we're going to have to wait for spoilers for that. <laughs> and then there's everyone's favorite, Chris. Chris. The, the hottest man on the rink. Chris is so interesting because you start off hating Chris. And then things happen. And then you realize that you really, really like Chris. That Chris is awesome. He's a total bro. But well, he does look like he should model for Maybelline. And, <laughs> and he is, like, the most weirdly, overtly sexual ice skater. Yeah, he does have the line, oh my god, I think I'm about to come, as, like, a legit line. <laughs> and so he's, a, you don't know how to deal with Chris when you first see him. <laughs> well, much like JJ, you know, <laughs> the king of all, the ultimate skater, you know, the premium uh, product from uh, from Canada... Which, can I also say how refreshing it is that a, a show that was made abroad featured an American and a Canadian standing next to each other, and the asshole was not the American. Well, I'm pretty sure because JJ is a French-Canadian. Feel like, free to email us, French-Canadians. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, the, American, the American ice skater is, like, a Latino, which was a Latino guy, which is encouraging to see somebody like somebody in Japan recognizing that America isn't just black and white. Yeah, well. Yeah. 
Michiko Ihachin from the same director. That that had a lot of Hispanic influence. But, but you know, unfortunately, the American didn't make it to the final. And yeah, no, he just kind of was in the like one event and then kind of drifted off. Meanwhile, the, the Canadian ends up being our main protect, our main antagonist. Sort of. Well, I mean, the real main antagonist we'll get into later. I mean, yeah, in terms of the goal, like in terms of the guy who seems like is the one to beat, yeah, JJ is definitely. Also, sidebar, French Canadians, yell at Kevin, specifically. <laughs> this ain't gonna be like pizza again, y'all. Like, uh, he's the one that, you know, mentioned how, like, the freaking god of pizza only lived in the South. <laughs> that wasn't me. I caught all of it. But no, you can you can tweet at him at twitless underscore Kevin for all his, like, fake French-hating BS. He actually really loves French culture. I do like, not. It's his, favorite, lie. his favorite Canadians are French. It's why he likes JJ so much. Yeah, it's okay, true. I gotta do like JJ. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's okay, Kevin. You can admit it. Also, King of Theme JJ, premium. Oh my the gosh. Best. Oh my gosh. Okay, so beautiful Anna, Bride O'Basil. <laughs> Walk down the aisle to the theme of King JJ. It sounds much better on an organ, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> A song that literally goes, I am the King JJ, just believe in me. Like, <laughs> it did not have the lyrics to the walk. This was like an organ without <laughs> lyrics. And it did but make those a are great. the lyrics to the song. It did make a good uh, song. It to had march. no yeah. right to. Uh, a song. Uh, a 100% vanity song like that has no right to be as good as it was. You know, it's interesting because it's almost kind of a. Like, it kind of alternates between the JJ JJ wants to be and the JJ he thinks he is. Like, there is the. <laughs> the King JJ is actually his ideal self, but some of the rest of it kind of even seems to be a little more insecure. Like, this is what he wants to be. Ah, uh, yeah. JJ God. JJ is interesting. He's, he's one of those anime characters who is insufferably arrogant, but he's almost as cool as he thinks he is. Yeah. Which makes him even more annoying because... <laughs> now, admittedly, the music in this is really good. Like, the straight yeah. up, the music's really good. Um, it was made by, uh, designed by a pair of guys, um, Taro uh, Umibayashi, uh, who actually is, he's a young guy. He's, well, I say young, he's like 36. He's my age. <laughs> um, but he works, he's part of like the Piano Collective, which has like Yoko Kano and... Uh, the guy who creates um, Space Dandy and Cattle Bebop, who my brain is now blanking on. Kevin, do you remember his name? No, not off the top of my head. Oh my god, Kevin, I depend on you for things. The guy who married Yoko Kano? No, uh, the guy who made freaking Space Dandy Cattle Bebop. Oh, um... Uh, I know you guys talk about him a lot. Crap, I'm getting old. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm losing names. <laughs> Uh, Sunichiro wa- wa- Watanabe. Oh, yeah, Watanabe. Yeah, Watanabe. You've Watanabe. mentioned him before. Sunichiro Watanabe. Yeah, I'm gonna act like I know what Damn you're talking it. about. Yes. Ah, uh, I am getting old. Anyways, he worked a lot of the music. It was young, up-and-coming guys. But, man, this if this is their first real show, they did a darn good job. Yeah, it honestly kind of fooled me. Like, I assume some of the stuff was, like, you know, established existing music. Because it just sounded like the sort of things people would figure skate to. Well, okay, this, like, yeah, it, it's a very diverse collection of music, too. Uh, but 
like the some of it you can pretty much tell that it's not it's not real. Like shall we skate? The 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 themes that Pachit dances to is from an obvious like made up musical. It's only obvious that it's made up because it's so much like The King and I, but not quite. Yeah. But yeah, it was like the, I initially started thinking, well, okay, well, obviously Yuri on Ice, the title song, as it were, was made up for the show, and I, maybe one or two of these other ones. Oh no, like nearly all of it is. Yeah. Like and. The other guy is Taku uh, Matsushiva. He's mm-hmm. the other musical guy who also is a part of piano. Like they're both, you know, which I like to think maybe Yoko Kano maybe training up some folks. I don't know, but well, they did good work. I was really impressed by the music in Your Ice. Yeah, if there's more musicians who are kind of like Yoko Kano out there, that's probably only a good thing. Um. <laughs> and good luck getting the soundtrack because Avex are jerks. Oh my gosh! But they ought they like. Like so much research and detail went into this anime, uh, like all the costumes for all the all, all the all the dancers, like which is two costumes for most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the costumes were designed by an actual fi- figure skater designer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the dances were choreographed by an actual figure skate com- choreographer. Yeah. Oh, like, this was. Okay, this is also, sidebar, just kind of the influence this show has had on my life. Saturday, it was late at night, and I was actually watching real figure skating on TV. Yeah, real I know. figure skating. Like, I was explaining the difference between a Sarkow? Yeah, a Sarkow and a flip to my sister the other day, and like, it just suddenly occurred to me that, wait a minute, this is a thing I know. And, How do I know this? And oh I, yeah, because I, I'm crazy and I looked it up. And I swear, the Japanese skaters especially looked like Yuri on Ice characters. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, either this is just how it is, or they've been watching Yuri on Ice inside, they needed to up their game. Uh, a little bit of both. Um, actually, when the show was, uh, a c- kind of several things have happened in tandem. Um, while the show was being created, uh, the fictional characters had higher scores than real skaters had actually achieved, but they were, they were low enough that it wasn't outside of the realm of possibility. Well, just this past season, those skater, uh, real world skaters surpassed what the anime characters did. So in the next season, (laughs) the anime characters are going to have to step up their game. (laughs) But yeah, the original character designer... Yeah, our people worked uh, in character designs were done by people who worked things like Kill a Kill and Re Cutie Honey. Um, they, um, I don't know the first name, but um, the Sasaka blog they really uh, did a really good translation of an interview of of the character designer of the not character designer costume designer. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Um, Sagiri, mm-hmm. which I'll be sure to link in the show notes, because that's important to know. Um, there's also been a bunch of good interviews that have been translated by them, and like Wave Motion blog, well, or sorry, Wave Motion Cannons blog. The reception of this show has been tremendous. Uh, there have been, there have been numerous just fan events in Japan just for this show, and it only came out, it only came out this uh, winter. Right. I mean, yeah, this has been, like, the anime to talk. I mean, it won, you know, the, the fans have yeah. been so full support. Like, man, did they crush the Crunchyroll Vote for Your Favorite Things anime awards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, regardless of whether or not they should have, it should have won, it won. Well, it also won the Tokyo anime 
think. Yeah, the one that actually has weight. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's been big um, on, you know, whatever. Well, side. it reminded me that I really liked ice skating. Yeah. Like, right. I, I completely forgot that I liked ice skating. Like, I took ice skating lessons back when I was a little kid. And even though I, you know, back when we were into, back when we were air gear, one of the reasons I was so (laughs) good in our little air gear clique was because I had ice skated as a kid. It's, it's, it was amazing. Just as an adult, I completely forgot that I liked that. Right. And watching the show has kind of reminded me and... (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I found myself watching figure skating, you know, uh, like last weekend, you know, it was like, my mom was like, hey, figure skating is on. I'm like, ooh, and I'm like, I watched some people skate, you know, it was weird. <laughs> um, also to point out that the choreographer was Kenji Miyamoto. Yeah. You know, he's a retired, you know, two-time Japan champion. Yeah. Skater. So they got, so he really knows his stuff. Yeah, the routines to do are the routines. pretty authentic. And he actually skated most of them. Except for some like Yurio's, because he has a lighter build, they actually had a lady yeah. do the skating for it. Well, I remember reading somewhere that one of the animators said that whenever he it was time to draw Yurio skating, he just drew Yurio like he was a woman, and just... The way we describe it around our house is Yurio goes full noodle. I saw a guy go full noodle, like in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Like, just goes full noodle person, like... In O-O-L-D-E. Yes, yes. Noodle, as in the... the Spaghetti. spaghetti. Like suddenly. Full spaghetti. Like, you know, you have an unfair advantage figure skating because you obviously have no skeleton. <laughs> it's an amazing trait for <laughs> figure skaters to have no skeleton. They're, they're in, you think they have vertebrae. No. No. No, that's an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> Brought about by the whole standing upright thing. <laughs> They've just trained their muscles that well to support themselves. None of this, these bones to get in the way. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a fun show. That's a lot of fun. I'm. It is, it is really interesting hanging out with Doug and Anna, who are way bigger fans of this show than I am. Yeah. Even though I like this show a whole lot. I was, at first, refusing to watch the show. Like, I think... Three episodes had aired before I actually gave in to Basil and Kevin's demands that I watch this show. Uh, mostly because, like, Kevin apparently saw the first episode and was like, Doug needs to see this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I was refusing to watch this show because I felt so burnt by Free and others of its ilk. <laughs> I, I felt that Japan had figured out to yaoi bait me. And they were just pulling my chain again. And I... well, it's, it's free is not that bad. It's a got a decent show. It's no Yuri and Ice, but it's not bad. Like I had already given my heart to Kuroko no Basket, and like I hate basketball, but I love Kuroko no Basket. And Kuroko no Basket like kept jerking me this way and that, and I didn't like that in the end. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, so I figured it was just going to be another thing like that, where, yeah, they were a bunch of cute guys, and yeah, they were going to skate, and it was going to be good, and I probably would like it, but it was never going to satisfy me. It was just going to infuriate me. Uh, end of episode one, no, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, the end of episode one does yaoi bait you, but not, 
not necessarily in a bad way, not in a way that you as a Yaoi fan are unsatisfied with. The problem it gets to be as it goes further and further into the show and it starts... My first episode is episode 7, so... Yeah, episode 7 is where they go, you know what, we're not going to Yaoi bait you, we're just going to give it to you, just straight up. And... (laughs) And are sort we getting of? into spoilers at this point, or is yeah, this still kinda, the realm of talking no, I, about? I, I think we should probably start transitioning to spoilers. Well, but I want to. I want to give another. Um, I want to do another speak out before we get into spoilers for the people who are listening to this and are like, "Oh, it has like for real Yowie in it." I'm not going to watch this. I don't like that. No, still watch it anyway. You watch it. My you mother like it. watched it. Because she it's... is probably as against Yaoi as you can get, and she loved the show. Well, because it does one thing, it does, uh, you were, before we even started recording, you were saying something about how, uh, uh, Kubo did an interview recently, and Kubo, unfortunately, has a tendency to fangirl when she does interviews, but... She had given an interview recently, and she had said that at some point during the creation, the characters took a life on their own. And that's one of the things about this show. If you like character development, and you like seeing characters grow and seeing really rich characters, that's one thing this show has in spades. Yeah, it's... Yuri on Ice, although it has a male-male main romantic angle... It does it in a way that is way more emotionally mature. It's than, a much more emotionally mature show than is what most it anime down. ever does ever with any kind of relationship. Like these characters have faults. I, I I would even go so far as to say, like you know, there's a lot of American productions that don't hit these highs. Either. Yes, and my big call out is okay for reals. I'm sure at this point you've heard of things like. My Little Pony, and especially now at this point, Steven Universe. The same thing is true of Yuri and Ice. Ignore the fangirls. This is a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know that me and my ilk get annoying, and I'm sorry that we do. But this, for real, this is a good show. Like, this is a good show. I have had friends who went, oh, wait, I should actually watch that? And we're like, yes. Yes, but the fandom, I'm like, yeah, ignore that. Ignore, that's... Irrelevant. This is a good show. Yeah, I actually did have someone on Facebook go, Oh, well, if you're actually recommending this, this might actually be good. I, I might have to check that out. Yeah, don't... <laughs> Who are apparently were burned out on other Yowie-type shows. Yeah, don't, don't be turned off by the fangirls. Don't be turned off by the fact that it does have Yowie in it. Because another thing... Is that the the Yaoi that is pre- the 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 gay romance, the homosexual romance that is present in this show? Uh, there are the biggest problem with its depiction is that it doesn't depict any of the real world problems that a Russian and Japanese homosexual couple would actually encounter, being two countries that are very much against long term <laughs> relationships of, yeah. of that of that nature. But on the other hand, it does the best job that I think I've seen of actually portraying two people. Like, Victor is not the perfect boyfriend who just shows up out of nowhere. He's got problems. Uh, we're, now, we're now really starting to get into spoiler yeah. territory here. Like, okay, we, fine. Like we should have, we should have st- I should have cut you off a moment ago. Okay. So we're going to take a break. 
But much like the King JJ, believe in us when we tell you this is a good show. And with that, take another break. Come back with spoilers and questions with internet folks. Like you. I never give up even if the night should fall. Kotsky. It, it was a goof. I don't think he's trash or dumpster fire or anything like that. Okay. He's a pretty cool guy, and he's also his own worst enemy. Also, spoilers, JJ is completely heterosexual. Uh, spoilers, the main couple is Victor and Yuri. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> unless you're just hearing about the show from us. That, that That's a, that's why I was talking about it in the non-spoiler section a little bit. What was I saying before the break? Um. Oh yeah, I was talking about how like Victor is not just the perfect boyfriend who just shows up out of nowhere. No, he is not. To, to fulfill all of the yeah. main character's wishes and dreams, he has his own problems. Okay, and just so we're clear, for real, this is the spoiler section. We are spoiling the mess out of Yuri on Ice. So if you have not watched it yet, get your butt to Crunchyroll or Funimation. Go watch it. Have a good time. Come back. Okay. You were warned. Okay, uh, so I guess the major spoiler happens in episode 10. Seven. Well, seven-ish. Yeah, it starts... Well, well, Victor well, and Yuri as a couple start in episode seven. Victor. Yeah, they don't... They have... Okay, I, episode seven is where Kevin goes, oh my god, have you watched this episode? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Episode That's seven what, is the one where they kiss it. The they end. really yes. get confused at being a coach. They seem like have a really weird <laughs> operating opera- definition of "yo, coach me." I'm oh, like, oh, Victor is the worst coach ever. Like he yeah. is the worst coach. I don't think I have ever seen a coach so bad. He is like the antithesis of every anime coach ever. I'm really worried what Yakov has done to him. <laughs> no, no, no. I am not worried about Yakov. I worry that Victor had somebody else in his life that did that, but not Yakov. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There was that one coach that has coached everybody. Celestino. Yeah. 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 Celestino, who's like right a dirt- now a little bit too close to Pachit. He, he is. He's a dirty little Italian boy. So, I mean, who knows <laughs> yeah, what yeah. he's up to. He's I'm like, Greek. I can be racist like that. He's like everyone's first coach. It is weird. Like, almost every figure skater has, like... You have to go yeah. through him at some point. Yeah. He's like the gatekeeper. Like, you have to go through him in order to get good enough to skate. But if you stick with him, you'll never be good enough to win. Look at Peachy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> He's the only one nice enough to stick around. <laughs> but Peachy doesn't care about winning. He wants his eye show with hamster heads. It's true. <laughs> yeah, Peachy wants to open up like the Bollywood of ice skating. 
And he wants to bring everyone with him. Yes, everyone. Uh, but So the big spoiler is that Yuri actually did ask Victor to come and that Victor is the entire time just responding to Yuri's advance that Yuri has did while he was drunk and has since forgotten yeah. about. Which you don't find out until episode 10 of the series. And so if you go back and you watch the series, you suddenly realize there were several instances where Victor just casually refers to it and it just goes over Yuri's head. Yeah, Yuri makes one comment about not talking to anybody at the banquet, and every all the other figure skaters who are near him are like, "What?" <laughs> because apparently he got drunk on weak champagne. champagne, and not only he got drunk, started challenging people to dance offs, and everyone has pictures. <laughs> everyone makes, has pictures. It makes Chris's introduction seem legit. Yeah, Chris's introduction is walking up to Yuri, grabbing his ass, and going, Oh, geez, Yuri, why didn't you invite me to the party? And at the time, you're like, what the hell is wrong with this Chris guy? Yeah, you think he's so forward and like, oh, that's so sexual and sleazy. Oh, I don't like that. But when you find out that they did a drunken pole dance together and, and Yuri... on his thighs. Yeah, Yuri splashed champagne on the dude's crotch. Yeah, there's a certain... Uh, there's a certain brotherhood that clearly got formed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's just, you know... And this is the scene that was straight up storyboarded entirely by Kubo. Yeah. Like, the actual animation boards were Kubo. Like, you hear about it, and then for that episode, there's a different ending that's just a series of photos from the evening of Yuri getting increasingly drunker and increasingly crazier. He's, and he got drunk... Off 15... 16. Oh, off 16 glasses of champagne. But he did not end with 16 glasses (laughs) of champagne. There are several pictures of him throughout that night with bottles of champagne. Like, sometimes he's two-fisting it. Sometimes it's one-fisting it. Sometimes he's spraying it into Chris's crotch. Other times he's just drinking it while he himself goes around the pole. Uh, Just everyone's having a good old time. Yeah. You know, it's... And he's so confused why everyone's now so chummy with him. This next year, yep. when he's skating again. Yeah, he's like, you know, he thinks Puchit's like his only friend amongst the skaters, but all the other skaters seem to really like him. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the brother, uh, Mikel, Mikel at one point, like, refers to him as a, a, a closet pervert, and when he's doing that, you just think, oh, he's just making a generalization because Yuri's Japanese. <laughs> but no... He's making that generalization because his sister was at the party and saw him <laughs> and has pictures of him doing all that. Also explains why she seems really interested in him, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's really crazy how one, this knowledge of this one scene completely retroactively makes the show tick. Yeah. And of course, Yuri and his unreliable narrator self didn't remember it happening. No, had no clue. <laughs> so we didn't know anything about it for most of the that, show. Well, that was a huge turning point for the series. That wasn't. That might not have been the biggest thing in that episode. No, it wasn't the biggest <laughs> thing in that episode. You know, gay marriage is legal in Spain. <laughs> it's it. But yep. they didn't get married. They're no, clearly they didn't. engaged. Well, again, they. I'm like. Do you understand what the actual coach-student relationship is? No, they this clearly is not, don't. They clearly is... don't, Basil. They clearly don't <laughs> actually understand it. 
It's less... No, co- you know the problem? The choir was not singing the theme of King J.J. If they were in the church, <laughs> the theme of King J.J. playing and the rings, then they would have gotten married. That, that is true. Oh, that is legally yes. binding in yeah. all countries that recognize I mean, that's how rings. we did it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so here's the story for that one. Um, we were we were in our computer room trying to figure out things for Orgus to play while we're walking because I'm Greek Orthodox and or the Greek Orthodox part of the ceremony it's just the priest and a cantor, and that's it. And us, clearly. Um, so, but we, we we were allowed to have, like, stuff to be played as we leave and enter and whatnot for that stuff. And we were looking at various things. We had some stuff from Final Fantasy XIV and Dragon Quest and whatnot Sailor and Moon. Sailor Moon. And and it was like, hey, let's get some Uri and Ice. And we try, we try the actual Uri and Ice theme and History Maker and this and that. And nothing's really quite working on on organ or, or piano or anything. And on a whim, I started chuckling. She, and I was like, what? Like, theme, theme of King JJ. And then it goes, fine, find it. Do it. See what it sounds like. And I find an arrangement. And it has this little MIDI player where you can listen to how it sounds. And it sounded really good. It sounded... <laughs> it was really aggravating. The best thing is good. the face we made and then the faces that everyone made once we let them listen to it. If you've ever watched the anime of Soul Eater and you've seen people react to Excalibur, that was the <laughs> face that was made by everybody uh, of reacting to how good this sounded. It was like the organist who got the sheet music I printed out was like, this is really nice. What is this? And we're like, we don't. We. It's, it's from a show, but. It's not supposed to sound this good. It's, not, it's, <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. I mean, it's good, but it's not It's not this good. And, it had no right to be that good. And I was like, well, I guess this is what I'm walking down to. And I'm like, wait, what? I was not walking down and here comes the bride. And I'm perfectly fine with walking down to theme of King JJ. I am the King JJ. Just Man, believe in me. <laughs> that is a guy who does not understand that people do not like him. <laughs> yeah, okay. And this is why I eventually had to come around to King JJ. I actually, in reality, think that my husband is very much like King JJ. You know, I uh, before JJ's redemption moment, the moment where most people liked JJ, I didn't hate JJ. And I didn't hate JJ because no matter what else you could say about him, he seemed to genuinely enjoy ice skating. And so, yeah, it was kind of aggravating that he had this I'm the best attitude, ha ha ha, and then he actually was good, so you couldn't, like, quash on that. Uh, but but he seemed to actually enjoy skating. Like, he was going out and he was having fun. Yeah. Like, and, and so whatever else you want to say about him, he at least had a love of the sport. Uh, there is no one who does not in this show, thankfully. Not true. There, There is one person. There's one person who doesn't have a love of the sport. And that is? It's Victor. Mm. The entire show hinges pretty much around Victor uh, has lost his love of the sport. Okay, well. And by the end of it, he's, re- he's regained it again. Okay, that's true. This is a story about how he is pretty much suffering from a burnout. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a love of the sport. He had it. 
But then he's lost it. Yeah. So at the beginning of the show, he's pretty much lost it. It seemed like he was seriously considering retiring. I mean, no one could touch him. Yeah. He was 30 points ahead of his nearest competition. It. What was he doing Which it for? makes the ending of the show even greater, and why he finds the world of skating again. Exactly. You have the two Yuris. Who beat his world records. Two of them. Yeah. He still holds one. <laughs> oh, that's right, he does. <laughs> He still holds the world record for highest combined score. Uh, it's still the world record for most consecutive. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> like, but he does feel that competitive fire start up again. Yeah, but and not only was his the thing is was not only was his his scores beaten, his world records were beaten with his choreography. Yes. <laughs> so now he's got to train them to be to make their own choreography and beat him. <laughs> if we if we get a season two, I I think when the show was made, there was no real plans for a season two. No, and that's uh, something else that's a little bit obvious in the final episodes. But man, I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be plans now. Well, I know the latest interview was they they actually don't have an idea of what they would do yet, but Kubo was like, I'm going to give Yamamoto the next week. Okay, then I would like to submit my idea for what I think should happen in Victor's season Victor's not going to die! No, no, okay, I'm over that. Oh, oh my god, guys, you don't even know. Like, after episode 11, the cliffhanger after episode 11 was so dramatic that I was walking around that entire week utterly convinced that Victor was going to die. That the final episode was going to feature Victor dying. And so, like, and I didn't even think it was going to be in a way that made any sense. Like, there were a lot of fan theories going around about, oh, Victor has cancer. Victor secretly has, is is dying of this or that or the other. And I was like, no, no, he's just going to get, like, hit by a car. Like, something completely he's random. He's not creamy, creamy mommy. <laughs> Mickey Momo. Mickey Momo, that's what it was. You can only run down one magical girl with a car. <laughs> Victor ain't it. It's already been done. Although, it is a sports anime, and sports anime is the one genre where the hero can lose, and anyone can die for no adequately explained reason. Like, True. I just I just thought, like, or Victor's going to just be walking around outside like a group of thugs who are just going to beat him to death for no explicit reason, like mug him and he was dying in an alley while you're... Like, I thought these things. I thought... All of these and things. And told them all to me. And, yes. And I was I was so convinced that this was going to happen. And I'm so relieved that that is not what happened. That's not what happened even at all. Even a little As it bit. turns out, you know, Kubo in an interview point out like, look, normally in a manga, someone dies or something bad happens and we have to separate them. And I was like, well, it's an anime. We can't quite pull that off. But we can make the dog sick. I swear to God, if the dog had died, I was done. <laughs> well, th- this show, um, because they only thought they were going to get 12 episodes, one of the things they set out to do was to basically have it be really uplifting and really happy in the end. Like, and so they even, if, succeeded. even the show- if you had moments where you were worried for the characters and upset for the characters, it, it was going to deliver for you in the end. Well, yeah, but the whole tone of the show is incredibly upbeat. Yes. Like, it feels in some ways the polar opposite of the political climate we entered into in 2016 and still have now. Yeah. You know, this feels like a world where 
goodness can happen and happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's something you've got to fight for every moment you exist. Yeah. And so... So Victor didn't die. That's that's very good. But So now I don't think he's going to die. I don't think he's going to die in season two. This is what I would like to see in season two. The show is called Yuri on Ice, right? So it can be either Yuri. And we have two of them. Mm-hmm. I would actually like to see Yuri Katsuki and Victor be allowed to have their semi-happy ending. Just just let them have it. Uh, have them, you know, training and skating. Victor's competing. Uh, I, I would like to see them... They, they're they not directly competing against each other. Uh, Victor has to compete in the European final, in the European event, while while uh, Yuri Katsuki competes in Worlds. No, 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 no competes four in Four Continents. Uh, those happen simultaneously, so that would keep them separate, to, but together at the same time. Uh, let them fade into the background, similar to how Yurio was in this season, where Yurio... A lot like after the se- after the initial episodes where he was first presented, he kind of faded into the background, and we only like checked up on him as kind of like our as kind of like our our, our favorite rival. Mm-hmm. Keep checking in on Victor and Yuri like that as our favorite rivals and see what's going on with them, but mainly focus on Yurio because the thing I would like uh, one of the things that uh, Kubo actually did say is that Mila was going to be taking an interest in Odebeck. Uh, and Odebeck and Yurio became friends. Is the big character development for Yurio? <laughs> <And, laughs> that... Honestly, for Odebeck, even though he didn't have a whole lot of character well, to we, begin with, we didn't know Odebeck well enough to make that yeah. statement. Um, but at least inferred well, from discussion of other people that Odebeck having a friend was pretty. And, and I would say I don't know Yurio, you know, especially with him learning how to actually figure out Agape. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely had a, a few moments. And in fact, ha, spoilers, goofed again. Yuri actually still loses at the end. But it's okay this technically. time. Technically. Um, this is actually the moment where now we get a season two where Yuri gets to probably win the next, yeah. well, next he show. Yeah. He Victor 5. He owes Victor 5, yeah. It was actually Yuri O who was actually the big, the big in-game champion, even though he doesn't feel like he truly won because Yuri beat him as far as the second, you know... The free skate score goes. Honestly, I think the only reason he won is because Victor told him to. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason he won gold is because Victor said, win gold, make him not retire. Yeah, uh, there's a, a lot in the fan community that, that says that <laughs> Yurio is uh, Yuri and Victor's adopted son, and so Yurio basically held his family together. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I know. There's a sequel. I want Sarah and Mila to get together. Well, no, and they continue, get really Yuri on ice. No, continue to listen to my <laughs> continue to listen to my epic fan plot. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is at this point. Okay, so we know that in season two, Mila is going to take some interest in Odebeck because that has been stated. We don't know what that nature of that interest is going to be, just that she has taken some. Well, I would like to see it actually be a romantic interest because Odebeck is about Odebeck is closest closest to Mila's age, mm-hmm. uh, so the two of them take on a romantic interest, which now puts Yurio in an awkward situation where Yurio is seeing all of these couples develop around him. He saw he saw his ment he saw his mentor and 
rival. Uh, yeah, mentor and rival. Victor hook up with his straight up rival. <laughs> but a later friendly rival, but <laughs> uh, he saw his his friend hook up with with a uh, his sisterly figure, and then both of his coaches. Yeah, and both of his coaches got together. All these couples are forming around him, and fifteen is. <laughs> It's an awkward time. It's an awkward enough time, and he's going through enough hormonal changes that he could get the fuck confused out of him. <laughs> and he could have no idea what's going on, and I think he should totally make a pass at Odebeck that Odebeck is not into. And then have and, and then the struggle be to for them to come to terms with still being friends. Yeah. That that's some pretty high quality fan wink right there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's some fan wink. <laughs> for some reason, never make a season two. I will believe that's what happened. <laughs> well, that sounds sounds perfectly good to me. Because friendship is an important kind of love too, and especially since Yuri's all Yurio is all about agape anyway. Yeah, that was the uh, big. Uh... <laughs> well, that was the whole thing, you know. It's you know that was the interesting thing was obviously. The two things that the other, you know, passion versus, you know... Oh, oh yeah, that's another thing that completely changes from when you're watching it the first time versus after you've seen episode 10. Victor did not just randomly assign... Yeah, it's like there's a thing in their first... Well, just, there's short program choreography for both Yuri's. And it's a sort of like two companion pieces that are like about love. One's about like... Eros. Eros, like romantic, Sexuality. sexual love, and agape, which is like pure emotional love. And it's, you know, it seems like, it, it, it seems like when you're first watching it, okay, so he's going to give Eros to Russian Yuri and mm -hmm. agape to Japanese Yuri, but he goes the other way. And at first I thought, well, he's being capricious he's, and just he's swapping up what you'd expect. But... When, like, post-episode 10, as you learn more about, also, Yurio as well, you realize, oh, no, that was actually just way more insightful than you thought it was at first. It was yeah. insightful. He just wanted to see... Well, <laughs> maybe it, it's... Well, it's, it's, it's how he felt about them, at yeah, the very yeah. least. It's how he felt about them. You know, I have heard, you know, other, you know, head can fain wake, call it what you will, but, you know, someone's theory theory that he was expecting this whole thing with Yuri Kotsky to fall to fall through. Oh yeah, I've I've read that theory too. Go on. Where um Yeah, Victor was expecting that to fall through at that point. And so the whole story of Eros was actually one he was thinking about doing for himself. And it's actually the story where he's the lady. Yeah. And okay. he's getting dumped yeah. by Yuri and he was gonna win gold again through the power of angst. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I think <laughs> yeah. I've read. I think I read a slightly different variation on that, but but yeah, basically he was putting all of this together because he thought he got dumped. He thought he he thought he made this wonderful connection at the Grand Prix at, with with Yuri Katsuki at the Grand Prix finale, and, and he got totally got charmed by this Mister Romantic Mister <laughs> Romantic guy who just swooped in out of nowhere. And completely charmed him off his feet. And the moment he got what he wanted, just seemed to disappear. <laughs> and, and so, from Victor's perspective, he he got dumped. He got one night stood. <laughs> so he got one <laughs> night stood up. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to questions. 
Okay. From internet Christ folks yeah. like you. On right. the internet. At Roku13 mentions, asks, What Overwatch heroes would each of the primary cast main? Victor's dog with Toby Bastion. Yuri is May. Ha! I don't play Overwatch. You knew that. Bad question. The Final Fantasy XIV class question is being asked now by me. Who would... What would the characters be in Can I 14? answer the original question? If you want. If, if you, you want, know it. If you know it. Okay. Yuri Kotsky, Widowmaker. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Russian Yuri would totally be playing Diva. And, um, uh, and Victor would be Winston the Monkey. Okay. That is my opinion. You can agree or disagree as you will. Yurio uh, is clearly Black Mage. <laughs> Yeah. Because um, he likes things going boom. And he thinks tigers are cool. Yeah. Clearly both things are about being black mages. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree with this. Um, Victor is red mage. Because he um, effortlessly understands the concepts of white and black magic. While while I agree with you, I still have to disagree with you. Because we don't actually have red mage in the game yet. So we can't actually know how it's played. But otherwise I agree with you. Um... Yuri uh, Kotsky is a white mage. He seems all pure and innocent, but really, he just wants everything to go boom, too. <laughs> As both a black mage and a white mage, I can tell you that Victor is a black mage, except for when he's a white mage. <laughs> <laughs> and Yuri's a white mage, except for when he's a black mage? <laughs> no, Yuri's a, Yuri's a white mage, except for when he's a, except for when he's a uh, dark knight. White mage on the streets, dark night in the sheets. No, no, he That's... <laughs> Yuri is a white mage who just really loves going to cleric stance in front of Victor. Okay, that might be true. That might be true. And Victor being the black mage at the time is like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> um, JJ's a bard. Yeah, JJ's 100% a bard. 110 Peachy's a dragoon. I actually think Victor's a summoner and Machin is a summon. Yeah. Chris is the dragoon because he always ends up on the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, he really likes poles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. you're right. He that has a pole sense. that he magically summons for people to dance Because look at all those selfies he can get. Yeah. Oda Beck is obviously a monk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does massive damage, but... Doesn't seem like it at the time. Yeah. It may turn out he might actually be a samurai. We're not sure yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the others really don't care. Yeah, that's... Nobody... Uh, Georgie's the machinist, because no one... Well, he's got a <laughs> no, dark knight. No, he's a dark knight. He's clearly... He's clearly listening to Lincoln Park like every other day. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no. Emil is a machinist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I want to point that out. That, okay... Also, for my for my fan craziness, I think if in there if there is a season two, I expect Emil to play a much bigger role than he played in this season, because Emil is the only character that's not uh, Yuri, Yuri, or JJ of the current skaters who was able to do four quads in their performance. And if, yeah, he it, kind of floated around in the background like he was going to matter and didn't really much. Well, if you look at if you look at when he was getting his score that ultimately disqualified him from the final, he had this entire attitude of "haha, oops, oh well." Um, he's a mix of JJ and Peachy. 
Well, he has skill he's, 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 there's, there's a specific personality type that Japan believes in that well, he he is to a T. Do you remember what it's called, Basil? I. It's a, it's essentially the Japanese equivalent of a YOLO. It's essentially the Japanese equivalent of a YOLO bro. And, and, and that's Emil. And, but he's the only one that was able to, that's able to do four quads in his performance. So, uh, but he got a low score because he put them all at the beginning. So if he learns to space them out and choreograph his, his shit better, he could be a serious competitor next season. Alright, so this does lead into, at Untitled Abridger... Favorite non-main character skater? Uh, I think I just answered that yeah. question with my big Emil rant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it was a really, it was uh, really good. Odebeck, Odebeck is my waifu. Uh, JJ, because someone has to have their favorite non-main character. I do have a secondary. It's got to be Yako. He puts up with a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, actually, uh, yeah. the the person if you want if you want the humorous way to look at this entire story, the person who actually has the best side seat spectatorship for the entire show is Yakov. To just to just look at this whole thing happening from Yakov's perspective is the old it's amazing. <laughs> Alright. Victor basically goes off and answers this giant international booty call. He then raises he then raises the other Yuri to not be stupid like the other two. He ends up being stupid anyway. <laughs> but then he wins so he can't really yell at him. Which is the same probably has with Victor. <laughs> also asked by Tyler Bridger, who's best Yuri? That is obviously Yuri from the Dirty Pair. Yeah, we're cheating a little bit because Basil asked us this question on the car ride to dinner before we started recording. Yeah, but that's the first thing that came out of my mouth, so that's uh, true. <laughs> I stand by it. I, I immediately went to uh, Yuri Lowell from Tales of Vesperia. <laughs> I, I'm particularly, you know, I, I like Yuri from Planet He's pretty well. He was pretty cool. <laughs> I say Yuri Katsuki because he's my favorite. At Marianne Miller asks, how many fifth graders could Yuri Plitsky take in a fight? Two. <laughs> the question really stands, is he wearing his ice skates? <laughs> <laughs> you mean his knife his shoes? Knife shoes. <laughs> You mean his knife shoes. Uh, maybe three. <laughs> you can take all of them. Just keep throwing them at him. It's just really, that wrinkly be dyed red in the blood of their sin. It's a conservation of jiu-jitsu issue. I'm pretty sure without skates. Two. <laughs> Alright, from... At Frozen Yogurt 3, what are your thoughts on this? This being, it's a picture from the uh, Rage of Bahamut game where they're doing a Yuri on Ice crossover event right now. Victor saying, picture it with my body. Agape, Eros, come on. There is no need to be afraid. If you're gentle, I'll be gentle to you too. Well, uh, this moment is specifically in reference to uh, when he is encouraging both Urias to touch his breast because they are too afraid to touch a woman's breast. So, yes. <laughs> I feel that since... That we're Smut! getting a, 
I feel since we're getting a Rage of Bahamut sequel anime, and both shows are animated by MAPPA, I hope this event makes it into the new anime. Smut! <laughs> I mean, my initial reaction to that, to that was, well, every time we thought the show couldn't get any gayer, it did. That's the show true. is now over. That's Could true. Could it be any more gayer? Yes. Then Rage of Bahamut happened. The show continues to get gayer even after it has ended. Uh, which... Okay, anyway. Uh. <laughs> Was there a third one? Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Yes. Also from Frozen Yogurt 3. Also, do you think Victor has... To have his clothes tailored to fit that booty. For reference, a, a picture of the upcoming Victor statue. Clearly, Victor has a tailor. I mean, yeah, he, he, he is a world-famous like figure skater guy who is clearly likes the fire things of life. He has to have a tailor. He, he's got a guy. Yeah, I 100% <laughs> agree that he has a tailor. Uh, just because he is so tall and skinny. Yeah, I know he's got that ass, but that ass is not why he needs a tailor. He needs a tailor because he's so tall and skinny. You um, don't buy off the rack for that. No, like, okay, you, you know those clothes that he has seen wearing in, in the early episodes when he's in the Osen? Mm -hmm. uh, he's wearing the, those clothes are drawn the way they're drawn because they are supposed to be comically too small. As a person who has been in an osin in Japan and had the little bit of this problem. <laughs> it's supposed to be referencing the fact that Japanese people are typically smaller than, are typically shorter than he is. He is exceptionally long-limbed for being in Japan. Uh, as, as a Russian, he's only medium height, but he's still, he's still very, very skinny, even yeah. for a Russian. Uh, he's he's tall and skinny, uh, so he probably has to have a tailor. Uh, and I bet he cares a lot about that tailor. This is, again, going into my own ca uh, headcanon. I believe he cares more about that tailor's opinion of Yuri than he does about his own parents' opinion of Yuri. I don't know anything about Victor's parents. They have mentioned nothing about Victor's parents. At this point, it's a little bit weird that they haven't talked about Victor's parents. Than Ever either. since the gulag in Siberia. <laughs> but, but he cares more about that tailor's opinion than he does about his parents. Well, that's one of those things where I've heard is one of the, one of the, sort of the downsides of your eyes is that you, they don't have time to really... Yeah, they just don't have yeah. time. I mean, um, even after the first couple episodes, Yuri's family pretty much fades into the background. Well, and there apparently was side material stating that... There's a lot um, on Yurio's parents. Yurio, like, is a very... Much like Victor, he grew up very poor, and therefore he is skating to support his family. Yeah. Is, I believe, what it was. So, A, that must mean that Victor and Yurio might have grown up with similar circumstances. Yeah. But we don't know that, because the show doesn't tell us that. But that would explain some things, and also lend credence to the idea that Yurio is being groomed to be Victor 2.0. Yes. Yurio uh, Vic is, is Victor 2.0 angrier. Angrier. <laughs> um, Again, we never saw Victor at 15. We don't know. Well, also... <laughs> yeah. I can almost guarantee you that Victor was not that angry of a teenager. He may have had other personality quirks, but... I, I can see him way more like Odebeck. You know, sort of quiet. <laughs> not Victor's very... never been quiet. Well, not, not quiet, quiet, but... Quieter. I, I don't know. I mean, 
I was pretty darn quiet when I was a kid. You're still quiet now. I am okay. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So early on in the show, uh, me, Basil, Anna, and my husband Barry were all taking this internet personality quiz of which Yuri on Ice character are you? Uh, Anna was sitting on one side of the couch. I was sitting in the middle. Basil was sitting on the other side. Anna was like, oh, yay, I got Yuri Katsuki. And Basil was like, yay, I got Victor Nikivarov. And the two people who were about to get married were very happy. But then I got Yuri Katsuki. And motherfucker, I roleplay Victor. Why the fuck did I get Yuri Katsuki? <laughs> and I went off on this big rant. Not, not Yuri Katsuki. Why did I get Yuri Pletsky? And I went on this big rant about why did I get Yuri Pletsky when I was clearly Victor. And I was so angry that I just got up and I stormed off to my husband. And I went on like this five minute rant about me getting Yuri Pletsky. And then I was like, and who did you get? And he just turned his phone towards me and just quietly said, I got Odebeck. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there's that. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd say accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, speaking of how you feel. Okay. How do you feel about telling us how many awesomes out of awesome is Yuri on Ice? Mmm. The obvious answer is two Yuri's of awesome. But are you going with the obvious answer? No, I'm going to go with over 300. Okay. (laughs) That was perilously close to what I was... (laughs) But but you you didn't place first, Kevin. Your place is second. What do you got? One moody, dreaming Kazakh of awesome. (laughs) Seriously, I like Godebeck way more than a straight man should. Um, (laughs) Anna? Three out of three adorable peachy hamsters. All right. Oh, oh, you know what's another great thing about the peachy hamsters? <laughs> so the great thing about the peachy hamsters is that the peachy hamsters are actually colored bronze, silver, and gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. And I'll get the five gold medals out of awesome that Yuri's got to win if there's a season two. Yep. So, folks, this has been the Awesome Cast production of the Awesome Cast because... We produce it ourselves, and as our wonderful, wonderful editor, who I love very much, I'm not just saying it because I married her, that's in addition. Theme song was done by DJ Inabito. You can find his stuff at djinabito.com. You can find us at awesomecast.com, uh, or you can f- check out the Index of Awesome. All our previous episodes, we've done a bunch. We're going to do a bunch more. Don't w- don't you worry. Uh, emails at awesomecast.geo.com, or leave us comments in the section right below where you're seeing this posted. We might eventually have this on other places, too. Who knows? Uh, if you'd like to throw this into your RSS-powered uh, thing of choice to download these things whenever we update them, you can find that, again, at awesomecast.com. One day we'll be on iTunes again. One day. One day. And with that, we'll see you next time.
like a human being. <laughs> like like this human thing. I will talk like the human. Live like the human. 